driving on the highway, you start to weave over into the other lane, you'll get a little beep on your on your mirror there, the light will flash. That's what your lawyer is supposed to be, right? And if you start on the front end, I'm going to be there to say, hey, wait a second, you're kind of coming out of your lane here. There's a risk here. Let's keep you focused. Let's protect you. Let's keep you safe. Hey, this is Angie Morgan Wachowski. I'm a New York Times bestselling author, entrepreneur, Marine Corps veteran, but mostly for today, I am so excited to host the Bet On You program. This show is all about featuring individuals who can share with you their insights, their ideas, and hopefully can inspire you to take meaningful risks in your life. So season three is really unique. We decided as a team that we wanted to feature business owners. I know you. I know that you've got a thought or an idea, something in your mind that makes you have this entrepreneurial spirit. You want to be a business owner. Now, you can go read business books. You can go get your MBA. You can do all those things. But you know where your greatest learning is going to be? It's going to be learning from individuals out there who have you know, hung their shingle on Main Street, who are out there doing their thing. They're going to give you the brass tacks ideas of what it takes to be a business owner. And through their stories and their advice and their guidance, my hope is that you get the confidence and the courage to pursue your dreams. It's going to be great. So let's talk about today's episode. In setting today's session, I was thinking about featuring somebody with a legal background because when I started my first business way back in my 20s, I went to an attorney and they told me, you know, the person who is going to sue you is probably somebody you know right now. And that scared the crap out of me. And it made me grateful because I was talking to an attorney. I'm like, well, tell me more. Tell me what else I don't know about this adventure I'm about to start on. So we have an amazing attorney coming in today, Lindsay Raymond. She's a business owner. She's an attorney. She focuses on employment law. It's going to be a great conversation. Lindsay, I was excited to have you on this season three of Bet On You Radio because you're going to talk all things legal. And most often when people are starting a business, legal is an afterthought. Legal isn't as sexy as branding and naming and all these fun marketing things related to a business. So tell us to kick things off. Why is it so important to upfront consider a legal perspective when you're creating an entity? Yeah, well, first and foremost, I think what I do is sexy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's real fun. But I totally get it. When clients call, they usually are not happy to be talking to a lawyer. But really, on the front end, it's really important to bring a lawyer into your discussion when you're thinking of starting a business. And when I talk to my husband about this, I, I always say, hey, why? what can I do to explain to this client why what my value is, right? Why do they need this? And it, something that comes to mind is when you're car shopping, right? If you're going to take your child in your car, you look for a vehicle that has the best safety features, right? The safety mm -hmm. precautions. And nowadays, it's you're driving on the highway, you start to weave over into the other lane, you'll get a little beep on your on your mirror there, the light will flash. That's what your lawyer is supposed to be, right? And if you start on the front end, I'm going to be there to say, hey, wait a second, you're kind of coming out of your lane here. There's a risk here. Let's keep you focused. Let's protect you. Let's keep you safe. 
if you wait until after you've totaled the car, right, you're going to go to your mechanic and say, how much is it going to cost me to fix this? You don't know if you're going to be able to run again. You don't know if it's going to be savable. And so really just to break it down, that's what it is. That's the importance of having a lawyer on the front end is to keep you safe along that ride. Well, what are some of those considerations, like legal considerations that people who are looking to start a business should have top of mind, not as an afterthought, as you're saying, that's a great analogy. But what are just some of the things I can... In my mind, I'm thinking, well, what if I got to hire employees? What I got to think about? What about the entity creation? Yes. What about a partner? But yeah, you tell me, you're the expert. Yeah. So, first and foremost, if you're going to create a business, you need to think about what is the entity, right? Am I operating as myself? Am I a sole proprietor? Am I going to incorporate? Am I going to be a partnership? Am I going to be a nonprofit or a for profit business? So, you really have to think, what is it that I'm going to do? When you're operating as an entity, there are ways that you can um, form and create some documents to protect yourself, to limit your liability. If you don't, if you're just operating as Angie, you know, and doing all of this work and opening yourself up to liability, your creditors, people that may not be happy with your service can come and attack you personally, right? They can try to reach into your personal funds to get those damages. And so a lot of times it's really important to say, hey, wait a second, before I expose my family to this, right? Or before I expose my home to this risk, how can I best shield myself? And that's in your entity formation. And so it's really important to talk to a business attorney to figure out the pros and cons for those type of entities. 100% agree. And I will tell you, I think a lot of us feel talking to an attorney can be an intimidating. Now, you're not intimidating, but the <laughs> idea of talking to an attorney, because legal is a sort of language that you got to go to school for. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And study really hard for several years and pass a test. And it's it can seem a little mysterious. What type of attorney, if I'm, you know, whether I'm purchasing an existing business, whether I'm going to go into a franchise, or whether I'm owning a small business, or what what type of attorney should I be on the lookout for because you could go in the well not white pages anymore but you could just type in google like find me an attorney in yeah. traverse city or chicago what type yeah and so this is the lawyer answer right is it depends right people hate <laughs> when a lawyer gives that but it does depend and so think of it this way when you have a health issue are you just going to go to your general practitioner for every issue right maybe not you might have someone let's say you get a diagnosis of cancer right you want to go see the best oncologist that you can get right because that person knows that area and so when you're starting a business it's really important to think of what am i talking about here what's the universe that i'm considering if you have a patent or if you have a product that is a trade secret right and you really need to protect that the most important thing for you in that position would be to talk to an ip attorney right somebody who knows the law around that to ensure that your asset is protected if you're saying i have 40 employees and my goal is to run this, you know, like a great ship with a great crew, you need to talk to an attorney that knows employment law. And it's easy for attorneys to dabble in different areas of law. And those are, it's dangerous sometimes to do that, right? Because you know just enough to be dangerous. Um, you don't have to know everything and neither does your attorney, right? They just have to know who to connect you to. And it could be the business attorney. It could be if you have a real estate, a property question, you want to talk to an attorney who does real estate law. If you are afraid of having to deal with um, tenants, for instance, you know, you need to talk to an attorney that knows landlord tenant law. So it really does depend. Um, the, the most important thing, though, is that you have your one 
contact, your one touch point that you trust, some attorney that's able to say, hey, I'm not trying to be everything to everybody, right? I know my my business, I know what I do, but I can connect you to the person that you need to know, right? And so that's the most important connection, I think, when you're picking an attorney is someone who's going to be humble enough to say that. Oh, I agree that I might not be the best person, <laughs> but talk to this. this yeah. It's kind of like saying... I want your money, but I don't want your money because I want you to invest your money in the right Exactly. Person. So you are an employment attorney. Can mm -hmm. you talk a little bit about what that means and the value you provide your clients? Yeah, so employment law is essentially anything that governs the workplace, right? So it's under the umbrella of the workplace. It can be, how do I pay employees, right? How do I, how do I set up their hours? How do I manage their performance? Um, what do I do with a complaint of discrimination or harassment? What if I have an employee threaten another employee? How do I respond? How do I meet my obligations? What type of policies do I need? Do I, um, am I able to protect my confidential information? How do I get property back from employees when they leave? You know, before I give an employee access to my customer database, what has all of, you know, the keys to the kingdom, what type of steps can I take to make sure that I'm protected? That's what I do. That's that's the employment law umbrella, right? Um, it also includes labor work. So you might have a unionized workplace. You need someone who understands that. Um, so it's it's really something new every day um, and happy to assist. Um, but, you know, it's it's a people business, right? So it's you got to have someone who understands not only the laws, but how to work with the different personalities that employees bring to the workplace. You just scared the crap out of me <laughs> because I've owned multiple businesses and I'm like, oh, I need to think through. So my position always is I'm going to lead with trust. Yeah. I'm going to trust that people are going to do the right thing. Thing. And tell me, why is that a bad strategy, Lindsay? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, going to law school made me a cynic <laughs> in some respects, because you do you do have to think about the worst case scenario. That's what I tell my clients. It's really hard. Let me take that worry is what I often say, because you don't want to be, as, as the employer, the person who's like, yeah, but this could really go sour. So put that on me and I'll tell you what will <laughs> happen, right? You do. You need to think about on the front end, how could this go bad? Um, like any relationship, right? A lot of relationships don't end in marriage and a lot of marriages fail, right? Same thing with employees. Employees may not come and work for you forever, right? Relationships sour. And so you do need to be sure on the front end, you've thought about what happens if this employee takes that client? What happens if I grant this employee access to my bank accounts? Does this person have that you know, the trust and integrity and background to allow me to give them the trust that you're talking about. Hey, I want to trust you with this. I trust you to do the right thing. Let's pump the brake, right? Let's ask some questions first. I would wonder what is the most common question you get from some of your clients that come in? Well, I guess one of the most common misperceptions, I'll say, is that employers will say, hey, it, this is at will in Michigan, so I can just terminate somebody for any reason. And so what they'll do is they'll ask me, what do I do in this situation? My employee did X. Can I just terminate? And I have to pause and say, wait, wait, let's talk about it. Because just because you can legally do something doesn't mean you should, right? And so you really have to think, um, I might be allowed to do this, but if I don't do it in the right steps or in the right procedure or take times to document it, um, you really are opening yourself up to risk. Because if you leave a space there for an employee to suggest the reason behind termination, 
they're going to think it's because of one of those prohibited things like, oh, I'm being treated different because I'm a woman, or I just came back from maternity leave and I'm being terminated without the employer telling me why. It's because of that, right? We are talking all things legal. And it's great because you have this amazing legal mind, Lindsay, and you also are applying it because you're a business owner. Can you talk a little bit about what even you who has this expertise didn't realize when you created a business? So talk a little bit about your business and some of these realizations that you had. Yeah. So, you know, going to law school, they always talk to you about the, the potential that you're going to hang your own shingle out. That's what they say, right? You go into business for yourself. But it's always safer, right, to work for somebody else. It is. <laughs> so um, I always thought, hey, one day I'll do it. Um, and you know what? There's never a perfect time and there's never a perfect person to start a business, right? Sometimes it chooses you. And so in 2017, um, the law firm that I was working for decided to close shop up here in Northern Michigan. And I was coming back from maternity leave. And in two weeks, I basically had to decide is now the right time for me to step out. And luckily, two other women um, in my firm wanted to join me on that endeavor, um, Courtney Danbrook and Janice Adams. And so we started our own. And it was truly trial by fire, right? You you advise clients, like you said, I advise clients all the time about, oh, this is how you manage your employee. But having my own employee and having to manage, it's really funny because you're like, oh, this is exactly what I tell my clients to do. And I get why they push back sometimes. So a couple of the things that surprised me um, is that you do have to spend a lot of time on the unsexy side of business, right? Like, I'm like, oh, let's just generate the revenue, build the time. You are shocked to find out how all the time it takes to do the behind the scenes, just making the business run, right? Cleaning a bathroom in your facility, right? <laughs> right? Like, you don't think about that. But making sure there's toilet paper for when clients need it, uh, making sure the dust is off the counter, right? You want them to know I'm here. I, I take care of my business. Um, there's just a lot of time that goes into the business. That's not the sexy, hey, I'm my own business owner making money. You know, no, it's there's a lot of work. And that was really surprising. I, yeah, there. As you were talking about that, I'm like, my husband and I own morsels, and it is. It's like there's a many a nights when I'm cleaning the bathroom. So if you have a great clean bathroom experience at morsels, you are welcome. Oh yeah, <laughs> thank you. I've enjoyed that bathroom. <laughs> Very nice over there. But you, so you have two partners, and I think often partnerships can cause legal challenges in businesses. I'm sure you've seen your share of just two partners in conflict. Yeah. So, what do you need? to consider when you're choosing a business partner? What are some of the qualities or even discussions or agreements that you need to have pretty stated before you go into that relationship? Yeah, and this kind of goes in, in line with our previous discussion about kind of being the cynic and trying to anticipate the worst case scenario before it starts. Um, but that's really what, you know, while you're both getting along, the person that you're thinking about going into business with, while you're both happy and on the same page, that's the best time to have these difficult conversations about what are we gonna do? How are we gonna structure this? How are we both going to get paid if, if that's the case? Um, how are we going to make decisions? What if you and I disagree? You know, what what do we do to decide who has this 
the deciding vote? Um, do we have the same equal power? What do we do if ultimately we cannot come to an agreement? How do we dissolve this? What happens? Those are really tough questions um, to face. But if you talk about those things openly on the front end while you have that positive relationship, it's a lot easier than doing it when emotions are high you know, if there has been a divide or an erosion in your relationship, you know, to try to figure that out then, because that's where you really do run into those litigious issues, right? Where people just cannot come to the table because they didn't talk about it first. Because it is a marriage. Yeah, it totally is There's a marriage. legal documents. But... Yeah, it definitely is. And it's hard sometimes. People think, just like you had previously said about trusting the employee, leading with trust. It's not that you're not trusting your business partner, right? To to want something in writing. Um, it protects you both um, to really say, hey, this is how we're going to structure it. This is how we're going to succeed. And if we don't, this is the way that we'll figure that out. So what I'm hearing from you is that what makes a successful partnership is to, is to have somebody you can discuss the difficult issues with, open communication. What are some of the other practices or behaviors that makes a successful partnership work? Yeah, I think, too, you have to look inward at yourself and say, what are my qualities, right? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And I think it's really, really beneficial to then find somebody who can fill the gaps, right? So I might be, let's say I'm really the external, outward focus, face, whatever. If, if, if you're liking that, but I might not be as talented, let's say, on the back end stuff. And maybe I need someone who who does like to put their nose to the grindstone and handle those types of things. I don't necessarily need someone just like me, right? But I do need someone who can show equal respect. I do need someone who can pause and have empathy for others, who can see my point of view just like I could see theirs, who can have those difficult discussions, and who can really see the good in me and not jump to a conclusion of, hey, Lindsay's making this because she's trying to stick me with something, right? You need to see the best in your business partner, but prepare for the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you say that with a smile on your I face, do. but it's true. It's like assume good intentions and be prepared for, you know, the inevitable or maybe not even the inevitable, but just for a difficult situation. So you start a business um, like a law firm. So you're a professional services organization. There are upfront costs that go into starting a business. How do you handle those? Do you take loans? Do you all get the credit card out? Do you put cash on the table? Like, how do you talk about that? I'd love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, there's a, you know, there's not a one size fits all, right? You you have to choose what what's best for you and your partners. Um, for us personally, it, what made sense for us was to take out a loan, a line of credit with with a bank, right? We had to develop a business plan and show what our thought was. Um, and then early on, if you're starting from from nothing, right? I mean, here we had our own we were in a firm before, but we were not each in our own business before. So we had to, you know, take on a loan and personally sign for it, you know, which can be scary, right? But but if you've had those talks with your partners, if you set it in writing like an operating agreement and explain exactly what's going to happen, it makes you feel a little safer to say, hey, I'll sign on this dotted line to have a line of credit. Um, and that really gave us the freedom to make the investments like you're talking about, the upfront marketing costs, the upfront costs related to finding a space um, to brand ourselves, um, to purchase, you know, computers, desks, chairs, you know, the things, the unsexy things that you don't think about. Um, you can do that through a bank. Um, we were, we 
um, had a great relationship with a community, a local community credit union. I think if you're a smaller business, those tends to, they tend to have more flexibility for businesses to find financing like that. You might need, maybe you do have a family member who's willing to issue a loan and, and you get a promissory note and do it that way. Or if um, someone, if one of the business partners is investing money, you know, that's an option too, making sure you fill out the documentation for that too. Get it. Yeah, very clear. I think when money issues are at play or investments or trying to capitalize your business, having clarity and just concrete statements could be important because those are probably most of the issues when it comes to partnerships that cause stress. Oh, yeah. And if someone is giving their own money, you have to be clear whether that gives them more interest in a decision making as well. Like maybe the person is don't or giving their money, loaning their money right now. But hey, we're all equal partners here. Just because you gave a loan to us doesn't mean that you have more of an interest in our decision making, right? Like it's really important to to clarify that too. So tell me, because we're talking the tough stuff, the legal stuff, yeah. maybe these worst case <laughs> doomsday scenarios. Tell me about the joy of owning your own business. Yeah, you know, it's it's just like having kids. I think some days it can be the most rewarding, um, rewarding thing, right? You just see your little baby fly and it just makes your heart pitter patter. And other days it's just like if your child breaks their finger or something, you hurt for, for your child, right? You hurt for your business. But the flexibility that you have, um, the way I can take a step back and say, look at what we built that is so empowering. It makes you feel like, man, all those long hours, all those hours scrubbing the toilets or filling in the, the toilet paper are worth it because look at what we built. And it's something that you're proud of. Um, you know, I don't have to practice law the way that they did 100 years ago in male-dominated law firms. No pantyhose. Right? You don't have to wear pantyhose Exactly. Anymore. No pantyhose. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so two more questions for you before we wrap up with this conversation. Can you give first some words of encouragement for those who are looking to start a business from your legal lens? Yeah. You know, like I said, there's no perfect time or perfect person to start a business. You just have to do it. Um, it's easy to have imposter syndrome and think, what what can I offer? Like, who am I to offer this product or this service? But if you believe in yourself, you can do it. And you don't have to know everything. You just have to know who to ask, right? And ask the right questions. Last question. So complete the sentence. Don't start a business if dot, dot, dot. Don't start a business if you're looking for a quick dollar, right? It's all about investment. Invest your time, invest your efforts, your love um, to really see the long-term gains. This has been fabulous and fast, Lindsay. This conversation went so fast. Thank you for the amazing guidance and perspective. And we hope to see you around here at Bet On You Show again soon. That was such a great episode. And from Lindsay Raymond, I picked up a few really, really important ideas. I think the first is that nobody wants to spend the money on attorney fees, but it's better to make the investment upfront than to find yourself when you really need an attorney. And it's gonna be a lot more costly on the back end. So thinking about what type of attorney you need and recognizing that there's a lot of different specialties that you can look into, really important idea. You also might be like me, that maybe you lead with trust and think that people are going to take care of you. I'm really fortunate. I am married to somebody who doesn't lead with trust. So I have that perspective that always gets balanced 
with my instincts. And I agree that we should go through life hoping for the best in people. And yet people problems could possibly be our most costliest situations as business owners. So knowing that, leading with trust. So if you have a partnership, being really clear and explicit upfront about what that relationship is going to be like, great advice. Talk about worst case scenario, when you feel really good about what's going on and the harmony is there versus worst case scenario when people are ready just to level the barn, right? That they don't even wanna be there and when people are at their worst. So just talking about you know, tough situations and how you're gonna war game yourself through them. That's something I learned. I also think too about the joys of flexibility that Lindsay was talking about. Business ownership is a journey. And I always call it the perception of flexibility. You will work hard, you will put in long hours, but it's gonna be the most rewarding experience because you do start to set work at your terms. So thank you again for tuning in to this episode of Bet On You. This is Angie Morgan-Wikowski. I look forward to staying engaged and being a resource to you. Take care.